You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As I said, Nancy Lerner, president of Otherwise Incorporated, is our guest for the next two segments. But I'd like to thank or acknowledge our audience, which are 98% business owners and executives. And they tell me they listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching our top, these top decision makers who are in our audience, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their advertising on our radio show. Also, with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Shows commits to delivering up to 23 warm prospects for each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about advertising and taking advantage of the prospect engagement program, then contact Rose Chamora at 951 515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. All of our radio shows can be found on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. All right, let's turn our attention to our second guest, Nancy Lerner, president of Otherwise Incorporated. Nancy, welcome to the radio show. Well, thank you so much, Richard. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Let's talk a little bit about you before we talk about Otherwise Incorporated. Tell me a little bit about your background. What's what's your professional experience, Nancy? Well, I started my career as a management consultant and had an opportunity very early on to gain experience uh, developing marketing strategies for Fortune 100 companies that were in the services sector. And keep in mind, this was at a time when people weren't thinking about branding, and particularly it wasn't just, it wasn't a buzzword, and it wasn't a a topic of the day. And people particularly weren't thinking about how to brand things like consumer banking products or technology. So it was uh, an opportunity to be doing something innovative and fresh, and I love the thoughtful, analytical work that um, that I was able to do, but I was unsatisfied by the fact that in the world of consulting, strategy is a, you know is is a, a deliverable. It's an end in itself, right. and what I was missing was being held accountable for actually executing strategy to make sure that we'd gotten it right, and especially executing creative strategy. So when I realized that wasn't going to happen in a traditional consulting environment, I took my show on the road and opened my own firm at the age of 26 and started a brand strategy consultancy where I was able to kind of do it the way I wanted to. At 26? At 26. I'm impressed. (laughs) That's very brave. And you knew what you wanted to do, didn't you, Nancy? Well, I did know what I wanted to do, although there weren't any... At the time, there weren't certainly weren't roadmaps. There was no career path that led to what I was doing. It was just, uh, you know, I was confident enough that what I was doing had value and merit, and I was good enough at it that I just kind of let it evolve. So let's talk about fast forward to today and otherwise incorporated. First of all, before I can find out why clients do business with you, you know, what's different, let's start with the name. Explain the name. 
Well, there's a, there's a, there are a lot of different kind of points of context around the name otherwise. Um, it is something that I actually came up with um, when the firm was founded in 1991, and it was at the time and today, you know, remains true to the idea that otherwise is a part of speech known as a subordinated conjunction, and it's a very common word. It's a very common part of speech. We use it often without even thinking about it, and it always sets up an alternative, it always poses a different way of something. Mm. And that's really a metaphor for the business, which is, you know, first of all, not having a strong brand that's all about us out in front, but we really should be behind our clients and beside our clients and, um, you know, representing the things that are, that are turns and alternatives and different ways of looking and doing things on their behalf. Okay. I like that because you're right. I, I didn't realize the technical terms behind otherwise as far as what you explained, but I'm glad I was enriched by that as well. <laughs> and I agree with you that it sets up sort of a, a thought process. So tell me, what is it that Otherwise Incorporated does, and why do people select your brand over other firms who offer what they would say is a similar service? Well, I appreciate the question. Um, you know, if we go back to kind of what the um, the roots of the business were, when you know I evolved out of traditional, um, you know, marketing kind of consulting, um, it it actually remains true that there are few creative strategic practices like otherwise today, where we're really focused on this place that where ideas and creativity merge and form and content are intrinsically connected. And one of the things that we've come to understand about our clients, so why people come to us, is that there's a funny common denominator that isn't about industry or type of work that needs to be done. It's really about what we have come to call moments of change. And it has to do with clients being in a place where there's some important and integral shift that's taking place in their business. And it may be in their positioning, it may be in their technology and the behaviors of their customers or their own products and services, but something that they're struggling to understand and resolve and they get stuck. And that's our target audience and that's where um, where, where we find uh, uh, our clients coming to us, which is help with figuring out what's different about their business and why things that worked yesterday aren't working today and how to help them on a path forward. That's interesting. So I, I want to kind of follow up with a couple uh, points on what you just said. The first one is, do B2B companies come to you, business-to-business companies, in addition to business-to-consumer B2C companies, caring about their brand? Very much so. Okay. And I would say the majority of our business is in the B2B sector, or at least a good bit of it. So it's not, um, and, and it's not traditional consumer products, but uh, this happens all the time in the B2B world where, you know, there's just, things are constantly evolving and changing, and when 
um, client organizations are just kind of fall behind and they're finding themselves being reactive instead of, you know, leaping ahead and pulling their marketplaces with them, then they, you know, they start to get stuck. And when they're stuck, are they stuck because they have lost a sense for their differentiation or is it because something fundamentally has changed in the marketplace and what was a point of differentiation is no longer enough? Is that, there's, I look at those as two different problems, and hopefully I've articulated them well enough for you to add value to that, Nancy. And I think that um, they are two different problems, and I think they're, um, that both of those things happen, and both of those things can be problematic. You know, a lot of times businesses are founded on... <clears throat> you know, a singular um, offering, whether it's uh, an area of expertise around services or whether it's a product set. And it is, you know, and if, and if organizations don't continue to have their fingers on the pulse of the market, um, then they're falling behind in, in being able to provide, you know, meaningful, relevant, desirable support for the people who have been, you know, buying things and, and services from them. So, um, and it may also be that that organizations and leadership in organizations may be really good at having built successful businesses around suites of products and services that as those things evolve or as the, the demand for them evolves, they're no longer as equipped to understand, you know, where they need to go if they want to leapfrog or continue to innovate. I find it interesting how technology can have unintended consequences to industries where it's not, where companies aren't technology companies, but their their branding or their service offering or they're dependent on technology for delivering their value, and how that can disintermediate their that can change their value proposition sometimes so significantly that they have to retrench or rethink what their what business they're actually in because technology has made them somewhat maybe obsolete or maybe not obsolete but less valuable in the eyes of the customer um, and maybe obsolete in other cases right. you know it's uh, um, you know I, one can never really stop you know stay. Um, tread water or you know uh, you know march in place um, there really is the the constant pull to be um, responsive to how the needs are changing in the marketplace and as the disintermediation happens across lots and lots of sectors um, I mean it's problematic if you happen to be in a business where you're in that middle space where your 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 role has been uh, completely um, you know uh, eliminated or you're on the you know you're a, a manufacturer or provider of some service and the actual service that was being delivered is also changed because it's it's less relevant or or used differently in a market so things are in constant motion and this is part of where um, you know, this kind of this time of confusion or chaos or lack of clarity or direction on the part of business organizations tends to be the, you know, create the opportunity for us to add value and be able to make significant contributions to how clients 
reposition themselves. I'm talking with Nancy Lerner. She's president of Otherwise Incorporated, and we're talking about branding and its role for middle market companies, B2B and B2C firms. Uh, we have about a minute left before our next commercial break, Nancy, but I wanted to ask you to kind of comment on this. I have, uh, I have observed this awareness from family businesses that are multi-generational more than any other business type of business that I've had on the show. And what I've learned from those leaders of successful multi-generational family businesses is each successive generation has to make sure that the company has relevance in the market, that they haven't become stale or obsolete. And what I find intriguing about that and what I've learned from those business leaders is that it comes with a level of complexity that other firms don't uh, see because the previous generation of leaders are family members. Maybe they're your father or your mother or your uncle, you know, or your brother or your sister. It's right. not like you can shun them because they're professional CEOs who have left and retired. They're still around the business. And that that constant search to make sure your business is relevant can have implications back to people's feelings about, you know, the business they built, they built and they gave to you. What, have you seen that in your working with people who are looking for their brand? Because you've used the term relevant quite a lot in this interview. Uh, we certainly do, um, and some of the most, uh, I would say some of the most high-impact work that we've done has been in family businesses that um, we're, we're able to deal with multiple generations of leadership simultaneously because in addition to the fact that, you know, the current generation sees things differently as the generation before, there's also oftentimes a lot of tension and the, the handing off of the baton from one to the next. And this is a place where actually using branding as a neutral ground has been extremely successful in being able to get multiple leaders and family members to rally around the business rather than getting you know caught up in things that are just more kind of interpersonal dynamics. Excellent. We're talking with Nancy Lerner. She is president of Otherwise Incorporated, and we're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Nancy, when we come back, I'd like you to share from your perspective your guiding principle. And here on the radio show, we mean that to be your overarching. You've learned a lot of lessons in business, and I'm wondering if you could share with us kind of how you've evolved that into maybe what is your guiding principle for how you're continuing to lead and grow otherwise incorporated so ladies and gentlemen forward to it great don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after three minutes or less of commercials from our sponsors there's something positive about the word up when things are looking good they're looking up when someone's down you cheer them up so how do you move up well when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree there's one university that stacks up brandman university Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.svnonline.com. 
UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Nancy Lerner, president of Otherwise Incorporated, is our guest for this segment. And I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 14,000 shows during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and your growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and various other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Nancy, before the break, I said I'd like you to share your guiding principle that you're using to lead and grow otherwise incorporated. Would you please be so kind? Well, I'd be happy to. I think the best way to describe our guiding principle, Richard, is um, through the expression of um, empathic inquiry. And it's really central to the work that we do at Otherwise, and it informs every assignment and project and um, engagement that we undertake on behalf of our clients. And what we mean by that is we just we ask an endless number of questions and we take nothing for granted. We get under the skin of our clients. We get our hands dirty. We cast a wide net to understand what's unique and important about what our clients do. We bring all kinds of kind of outlier ideas and frames of reference that come from outside of their sectors and their industries and try them on for size. And in this process of kind of dismantling and, and, and learning without, um, without having to overly simplify too quickly, we manage high degrees of ambiguity, and then we're able to kind of put the pieces back together again and generate um, points of view and get results that tend to be smart and surprising and refreshing. Um, and this is, you know, this is how we work, and it also um, points to the results from the work that we do. That's excellent. Empathic inquiry. Did I get that right? You did. All right. I wrote it down when you said it, so I was just reading my notes. So I'm glad that's a term that I'm going to borrow. Nancy Lerner, president of Otherwise Incorporated. So, so here's what I have heard from clients of mine who are CEOs of middle market firms, especially in the service sector, right? Maybe they're the managing partner of a of a of a CPA firm or a law firm, but also this applies to manufacturing companies and other businesses as well. What? How? How do you counsel them to develop their brand differentiation when many times the words they use to define their service can be used identically, at least in theory, by their major competitors. What is it that you use through your empathic inquiry and the process that otherwise incorporate 
uses to help clients realize what their true differentiation and their brand really stands for? Well, this is part of the, what's so exciting about the process of, of doing brand strategy work because it it often, the process with a client often begins with exactly that dilemma, which is um, you the, the language in, that uh, an organization has used to describe their products and services is a cookie cutter and feels exactly the same as, you know, their competitors and they're just, they can't figure out, they keep trying to change the words but the meanings are still the same. And the problem is that finding a, a brand is generally going beyond what it is that people do. It's finding kind of the heart and soul of that organization and understanding why what they do matters. Mm-hmm. And there's no formula for what the answer is. And even if it's a, um, a public accounting firm, there may be something about the, there always is something unique, first of all, and our job is to find it. And it may have something to do with their process. It may have something to do with an internal culture that they have that makes the process of working with them different. Um, it, there, there's always there's always something, and our job is to keep digging and keep peeling the layers away until it, it's not us discovering it. It's working in concert with our clients so that it almost becomes a process of self-discovery. Um, I often refer to myself as a brand shrink, <laughs> and the work that um, that I do and that we do it otherwise isn't so much about pulling people along with us, but facilitating their process of discovery, because when they find out what makes what they do matter, then that's a real brand, as opposed to something that is more superficial and just, you know, kind of sitting as a, as a neat little package on top of who they are. Is it your experience that the customers of your clients can help them determine what their true points of differentiation are, or is it more of an internal exercise within the company itself? Well, it's both actually. The you know getting input and 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 mining the experiences of of our clients' customers is invaluable input. However, what they're able to do is talk about from their perspective what the experience was like and what they got out of and what the dynamics were like and what processes were like and what the impact was on them. But they're not going to do the heavy lifting around vision. That's the work that needs to be done by the clients in order to understand where they might go next. But it's it's helpful and enormously informative to be able to validate what they're doing in the here and now, which then becomes kind of a stepping stone to where they may go next. So I'm talking with Nancy Lerner, president of Otherwise Incorporated. All right. So middle market firms and small firms have a universe of prospects that are probably far greater than their universe of current clients. And and I'm wondering, when you do market research to help them to kind of figure out the competitive landscape, is it your experience that it is better for a universe, of, a, a subset of the prospects to have no idea who the middle market company is or to have the wrong idea of the, of the middle market company? Maybe they've never done business with them, but they sort of, they're aware of them and they sort of have a perception of the brand. Would you rather have that in the marketplace, Nancy Lerner, or would you rather have it that it's a greenfield? They don't even know who you are yet. 
You know, I think they're, they're, they pose slightly different challenges, but I think they are, they're, I would rank them the same. Okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't prefer one over the other. I do think that um, I would look at it from a different point of view, which is for client organizations that are, that are um, trying to understand who they are and illuminate their brand, that what's most important is for them to decide, you know, what their – um, kind of what their progress into the world of developing new business looks like. And um, what's most important is to define a small enough universe of who who might be adopt most quickly next. Mm. And, um, and if they can determine that that is a marketplace that doesn't know them at all versus one that knows them as something else, um, then we can help them figure out how to how to get to that next step and then start to connect with that market and then, you know, build broader markets as they become more and more kind of comfortable with getting their brand out there and, um, you know, and having a distinctive voice. Okay. And is it your experience that it is important as you do this vision, mission work, and branding and differentiation, is it as important to share it with the employees as it is the, with the marketplace, or isn't it as important to share it with the employees? What's your, what would you counsel a middle market CEO about, okay, now that we've discovered this, who needs to know? It's a good question, and um, typically what we do in in a branding process or rebranding or repositioning, whatever it might be, is uh, while we're, we work very, very closely with leadership because that's where the vision tends to be set, um, we also like to make sure that the rank and file have a, a you know, have a, a place in the process and a voice in the process. So we're, we always make sure that we're hosting and holding, um, you know, group conversations and sessions with um, members of an organization who aren't, again, going to be setting the, the vision in place. But for them to be able to, when the work is done, um, to be able to see themselves in it so that they feel more connected to it and, and they're, they're, they, they're willing to participate in, in bringing the brand forward. Because in the end, it really does have to be something that is first successful and resonant internally before it can be shared with the marketplace. I've enjoyed this conversation. Matter of fact, I just looked up and my engineer's waving his hands because we're kind of at the time where we need to say uh, this is the end of this segment, Nancy. And I'm kind of sorry because we really, I, I really appreciate the content that you've been giving to our audience here today, Nancy well, Lerner, president of Otherwise Incorporated. So, if somebody listening to us today live on octalkradio.net or off of iTunes or Spreaker or something as a podcast, and they say, "I want to learn more about Otherwise Incorporated," how do they find you online, Nancy? Well, um, through our website, which is otherwiseinc.com, um, and all the contact information is there. And I'm always happy when people reach out directly to me, um, which can be done to my email address, which is nlearner at otherwiseinc.com. And those are probably the best ways to reach me. But my landline is another one, which is 312-477-3637. And I take every call and I speak to every uh, prospect and just people who have 
want to know more about the process of branding for their companies and what it might entail or issues that they're having, I, I just um, I enjoy those conversations tremendously. Uh, and I've enjoyed this conversation, Nancy Lerner, and Lerner is spelled L-E-R-N-E-R for those of you that might be emailing her. So I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. I've enjoyed the conversation. Again, you've reinforced and taught me some new things. I've learned a new term, uh, empathic inquiry, which I'm going to begin to bring into my lexicon. So thank you for being a part of our program. I've enjoyed the conversation today, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. You're welcome. Take good care. All right. Bye. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, NBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is the producer. Guest coordinators Kathleen Shepard, our marketing strategist and live events manager, is Asia Celestino. Melissa Padani is our social media manager. Rose Chamora is our VP of sales, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about critical mass for business, maybe you want to refer a future guest or advertise on our properties, then visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 